Hello, my beautiful people. You are tuned into the Planter Podcast, where we focus on faith, growth, and lifestyle. This is a podcast that propels both men and women to live their God-given purpose one conversation at a time. I'm your host, I'm Yoshodi, and I am so grateful that you have tuned in to the Planter Podcast. Hey friend, welcome back to the Planter Podcast. I'm so happy that you've tuned in this week for yet another episode. If you're new to the podcast, you are surely in for a treat. And if you've been listening to the podcast, you are even in more of a position to just be blessed today. Okay? When I tell you that this episode is going to be amazing, I mean it. And on this episode, we are going to be talking about sponsorships. So for those of you who are wondering how to profit from your platforms, especially for those of you who are podcasters, maybe you already have a podcast or you're an aspiring podcaster or you're somebody who just has a platform and you're looking to monetize that platform, we're going to be talking about sponsorships. And I literally have the most perfect guest to teach us how to get corporate sponsorships. And my guest today is actually going to be a repeat guest. And you may have known her if you listened to, I mean, way, way back when I first started the podcast, I have Jessica Chenyelu Aniboe on my podcast today. So a little bit about Jessica. Jessica is the creator of Sponsorship Secured, a program that helps organizations grow their sponsorship revenue in a systematic and reliable way. Her proven methods have transformed the way global influencers and organizations increase their bottom line by getting sponsored and leveraging their platform's profitability. Her desire to teach people corporate sponsorship and activation strategies began with creating the annual sold-out Women of Purpose Conference. She secured over six figures in sponsorship to host these events. This led to numerous influencers and event curators seeking her expert advice and knowledge on how they could do the same. An in-demand sponsorship consultant, coach, influencer, income strategist, and speaker, Jessica has worked with companies such as H&R Block, Herbal Essence, Kroger, Walmart, Reebok, Methodist Health Systems, and the Brinker International, to name a few. Her clients and students have been sponsored by Cricket Wireless, Toyota, Origin Bank, Compassion International, Microsoft, and many more. Jessica has been featured on BuzzFeed, Daily Mail UK, Cosmopolitan, ABC News, Good Morning Texas, Exo Nicole, and many more media outlets. I had the opportunity to be in Jessica's course end of last year, beginning of this year to learn how to get corporate sponsorships. So I trust her in her information that she's bringing to us today. She has really impacted my life and we kind of talk about that on the podcast as well. And I know that this is really going to help you who's looking to monetize or learn how to monetize your platform. So for the aspiring podcaster and the more established podcaster and then the influencer, this is really going to help you. And before we begin, if you're interested in learning how to create a podcast, I actually have my How to Start a Purposeful Podcast training, free training available to you 
on the notes of this podcast. So just scroll down from where you're listening and you can click and have access to the training. So if you've been wondering how in the world do I start a podcast, how do I have some direction, I'm not really sure where to begin, well, this training is really gonna help you. So not only are you getting expertise from Jessica, but you're also getting a free training from me today as well. So I know that this episode is going to help you. Let me know what you gain and let Jessica show Jessica some love on her social media. All of that will be linked below. And yeah, hope you enjoyed the episode. Let's get into it. Okay. So honestly, introductions are like the hardest thing for me for some reason. <laughs> like I'm always like, okay. Mm, but anyways, welcome back to the show, Jessica, because you are my first repeat guest on this podcast. So <laughs> yes, that makes me so happy. It means that, you know, I did something well to get back for a second time. And you know what's funny? I get a lot of comments still on the episode that you did. People really love it. And I think you were my first guest guest. Like, Wow. Yeah, oh, my God. That, mm, that's going to yeah. make me cry, girl. <laughs> we're going back 2016 when I first started the podcast. So I am so happy to have you on. And just for you to share some good stuff on gaining corporate sponsorship and using your podcast for influence. So I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, I'm super excited about this. I'm pumped. And I just thank you for allowing me to come on here for a second time. And I'm super proud of you um, for sticking with it. You know, 2016 until 2020. That's a long time. That says a lot about your passion for doing something like this. So thank you for having me. I'm truly grateful. Thank you so much. So for the people that don't know you, because things have changed in the last four years and you've transitioned to new things. So tell us who you are and what you do. Yes. Yeah, so I am Jessica Chinielu, a motherhood and lifestyle content creator and influencer. But um, recently I started working on my business, The Sponsorship Lady. Um, and how I even got into this crazy corporate sponsorship world is through hosting the Women of Purpose Conference. Um, I hosted that conference for about six years, um, got my conference 100% sponsored, and a ton of people asking me, oh, how in the world did you do it? Um, and so I would share on Instagram, go on lunches with people, and that transformed into people asking me to speak at their events about corporate sponsorships or how to secure them and obtain them. And I was like, you know, I was sitting down with my husband. He's like, you need to stop going on lunches with people. You need to turn this into an actual business. And that's what I did. Here I am now um, with my, my, my course, Sponsored and Secured. And it's going very well. And I absolutely love it. It's even transitioned into assisting influencers with pitching to brands. So that is who I am, the sponsorship lady. And it's amazing. I did your course last year and I gained so much knowledge. So we're going to definitely talk more about your course in this podcast. So people who are like, I need that can sign up for your course. It's amazing. So yes, thank you. Yes. So I asked on social media what people wanted to know about getting corporate sponsorships, especially for those who are, you know, trying to be influencers and more specifically for those who want to be podcasters and use corporate sponsorships to profit from their podcast. So one of the main questions that I got was how do you find sponsors 
And then the second question is, how do you pitch? Oh, man. <laughs> Great question. Um, let's start with the first question, which is how do you find sponsors? Um, I think a lot of times we make finding sponsors extremely uh, more difficult than what it is. Uh, my background is in sales. I used to be a cybersecurity salesperson and then also did it for a nonprofit organization called Right Now Media. And one of the greatest things that they taught me was how to find contacts, um, find people to sell to. And that's really how I gained a lot of the knowledge on finding these sponsor contacts. So what most people do is they will go on Google, which is not bad, or they'll go to a company's website um, and try and fill out their sponsorship forms. But one of the best places to find contacts is um, number one, LinkedIn. Um, LinkedIn is such a great tool to find sponsorship contacts. And if you know how to use LinkedIn Sales Navigator or even using the free version of LinkedIn, you simply just click on the company, then type, uh, go to people, click people. I wish I had a little screen to show you as I'm explaining this. And then when you click people, you now have the option of searching maybe brand manager or partnerships um, or brand uh, manager or uh, diversity and inclusion. And it's gonna show you every single person within that brand. Now, there are other resources out there where once you find the specific person that you're looking for, you can click their profile link, copy and paste it into a website called Rocket Reach. Rocket Reach will actually help you get um, emails so you can pitch them directly. So now once you've found the contact or there's other database resources out there like Winmo, um, there's a, a ton of other ones out there that are extremely great that will just give you that without you having to go to Rocket Reach. But once you now have the contact information, notice um, I bypassed Google and I bypassed in Instagram and DM and companies. Um, I went directly to LinkedIn or a database. Now we pitch them. Your pitch strategy, it is a five-phase sales strategy. Um, it's, I think before you even pitch a brand, you really need to understand like everything there is to know about that company. So obviously you've done your research, you know who you need to contact, but what is that company's, their objectives for the year? What has been their objectives for the last three years? And what, what's the new direction that they're taking? What new products are they bringing up? What other organizations have they partnered with that's similar to yours? Um, you always want to make sure you do that research to ensure that it's a good fit and there's alignment truly with that brand. The other thing that you would do in that first phase um, of the five-phase sales strategy or pitch strategy whenever you're pitching to brands is you really want to ensure that you have your audience data. And I think that's probably the biggest thing that most organizations lack or people who are sponsorship seekers they lack is they really don't have enough data to back up their brand or back up who they are, who their audience reaches. Um, and I think it's important. It's beyond just the Instagram demographics that you get. If, if you're going to be pitching to a Fabletics, um, does your audience really care about workout gear? You know, um, you have those are things that you really, truly have to understand. And so once you actually pitch the brand, you have you've done your research on the company. You now have your audience data. Um, now you really want to actually take the time to put together a proposal. 
Um, I'm really big on creating uh, custom proposals for every brand that you reach out to. And Dami, I know you know, I am the type of person that will tell you, don't go in with that gold, silver, bronze approach. You never want to use that strategy with all these packages. You want to have an activation strategy and you should have an activation strategy or ideas before you even start sending them emails. So now that you've gotten the first phase taken care of, now you're into, okay, I've got my proposal, which goes into the second phase. Um, and then you now want to actually prospect in your prospect phase. Um, I usually say have at least 50 to 100 companies that you can pitch to and then narrow that down to like your top 25. Um, now you want to start reaching out to them. Do your outreach process um, to the brands that are the best fit, that top 25. When you reach out to them, never, ever send a proposal in the first email. Um, the first email is to schedule meetings. You and I, I think I feel like I've made this mistake myself. Everybody makes this mistake of, oh, let me just tell them my mission. Let me tell them my vision. Let me tell them why they need to work with me, me, me. And they still haven't shown that person or that brand in the first email, like why it would truly even be a good fit. Because you didn't mention anything about like their brand, how you can position your their products in front of your audience and it could be a successful partnership you just talked about you and i think it's always good to get permission from the person that you're sending an email to permission to have a phone call permission to send a proposal before anything happens and the first in those beginning stages it's all about setting up meetings to actually make your pitch before you submit the pitch so i'm gonna stop right there because i've said a mouthful but I hope that answers your question on, you know, the how do you find contacts and also how you actually like pitch. Um, that's really it right there. You know, you were saying that finding the demographics was important. And I could already see people being like, well, how in the world do I do that? Because I remember that was part of what you taught us in the course. So if you can give just a little bit of insight on what does it look like to find our audience demographic? Yeah, yeah. So um, when you log in, if you have a business uh, Instagram page or Instagram business page, um, Instagram will automatically give you some very basic um, demographics on your audience. So their age, top locations, top cities, top countries, um, what times that they're on Instagram, all that kind of stuff. You as a person who owns an organization or a person who has a podcast or a person who just has a brand, um, it's very important to really truly understand the specifics of your audience. So I'm talking specifics like how much money do they make? Um, are they black or white? Um, are they male or female? Um, are they college graduates? Um, are they, what kind of cars do they drive? Uh, what type of food do they like to eat? What grocery stores do they shop at? Um, and the reason why it's so important to know these things is because the more specific data you have whenever you reach out to a brand, the more you're able to prove that this is a good fit because based on the, the research that I've done or the data that I have on my audience, I know that partnering with you would trigger them. It would trigger some type of emotion for them to purchase with your brand, to buy with your brand, to maybe become become a loyalty uh, customer um, based on the data that I have here. And that's, what, that's how you get the data through surveying your audience. So I'm a strong believer in 
every brand should have an email list. Uh, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, th that's not enough. It's really not enough to just rely on communicating with your audience through those platforms. You have to take the time to actually develop an email list. And once you have that email list, after you do an event, or it doesn't even have to be after an event, ask your audience, those people who are on your email list and a part of your social media followers, ask them to complete the survey with specific questions or information that you are requesting of them. So that way you can have that as a part of your audience data. Ooh, that was great. I'm sure that really helped clear this confusion when it comes to what exactly do you need in order to pitch. So, yeah. Yeah, because it seems like such a daunting process because so many people say so many different things. And even before I knew you were hosting your course, I was thinking about the gold, silver package. And I've seen that online too. Like I never learned about custom package, like uh, proposals. So mm -hmm. yeah, no, you're, you're telling the people the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I'm happy. That's all I'm here to do is speak the truth. Yeah. So what do sponsors actually look for when considering partnering with you? And this is a question for those who feel like I don't have enough downloads. I'm not sure how much downloads I need, or I may not have the following that people say I should have. Um, because online you will see things like, oh, you need to have maybe 10,000 downloads per episode before you could start making money, or you need to have maybe 50,000 followers on IG before you can actually start partnering with brands or mm. all these different things. So what exactly are they looking for? Let me tell you, um, when you look at yourself as a podcaster, an influencer, um, a, a YouTuber, whatever it is that you do. Understand, at the end of the day, brands look at you as marketers. You are a marketer. And they're pretty much looking at it as who is going to market our brand the best, okay? So um, the other day, it's funny, we're talking about this because I posted on a, I posted on Instagram that who said you need to have 50 to 100,000 followers on Instagram? Um, let me tell you, I'm, I'm not that person, but I am still working with brands because they're brands that I've pitched with a small following because I don't consider 20,000 like an extremely large following. Um, but even with less than that, no website, I pitched a brand and they went for it. They bought into my idea. The ideas that you create, if they, all you have to do is get them to catch that vision and once they catch it and they believe, they strongly believe that you're going to be able to ex fully execute this vision, they will pay you. Understand brands are paying for ideas. They're paying influencers because these influencers have creative ways that they're marketing that specific brand's products. So as a podcaster, it's important for you to think about what can I do to truly highlight this particular brand that I'm asking to partner with me on my podcast. So I'll, I was listening to, um, a, there's a radio station that I listen to every morning. I love listening to their hot topics. And it's so funny because I was thinking that, oh my God, like they're always talking about Ray J. And it's actually an ad because 
he has this Ray-Bans and it was so strategic in how they insert it. It's like, it's almost like they're like, yeah, they've got people like Cardi B and Snoop Dogg advertising this stuff. It's like really good. And then they flow into the hot topics or the top hot topics, top five. It's supernatural. But now I'm always thinking about like Ray J's Ray-Bans, the, his little air, like earphone pods. And, but it's strategic. And so I think that you as a podcaster, you have to really think about how you can communicate that on paper and how you're going to communicate that when you're on a Zoom call. You got to go in with ideas and not just one idea, not just, well, I have, because your data is great. Your data obviously is going to be something that makes them say, yes, we want to work with you. But what takes you to the next level, what sets you apart is, okay, I got this idea. This is how I'm looking to highlight you. I want to do this. I want to do that. And not just a one-time thing. Brands love it when things feel natural, feel organic. They love it when you can give them, come to them and say, all right, I'm looking to do a four-month to a six-month or a 12-month contract with you. And these are going to be your deliverables. You're going to not only just get slots, you know, on, on my podcast, but you're also going to get some social media campaigns in there as well. I'm also going to send out, do a whole email campaign. So you're packaging it up. You telling them I'm also, because I want, I truly want my listeners to believe in this. I'm also going to shoot some emails out and give you guys access to my email list. All those different things are adding value, more value to what you're pitching in your partnership. Um, too many people go in with like these super generic pitches and it just, it just doesn't work that way. But even with a small following, if you have great ideas, they're going to pay you for those wonderful ideas. That's how you have to look at it. It's not about how many followers you have. It's not about, you know, oh, you know, well, I don't have this many downloads. It's about what are the ideas? How are you going to market that brand and be the best marketer for that brand? Regardless if you have 100,000 followers or not. Come on, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I mean, that's amazing because it really gives you the opportunity to be creative and not to be limited in what you can do. You know, you would always encourage us that think outside the box, like do something that hasn't been done before. Like don't limit yourself to what you think is possible, but just try it and see um, if the brand would be willing. And if they're not willing to work with you, then there's other brands that will. So exactly, exactly. Like, like a marketer. Mm-hmm. So we mentioned, or you mentioned activations and you know, people may be like, okay, what is an activation? So I would love for you to define what an activation is. And then how do you design activations that add value to the sponsor and also to your audience? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, an activation is basically um, a unique way to bring a experience between you and your the brand that you're partnering with, um, a live experience or a virtual or digital experience to your audience by activating that brand to your audience, bringing that brand to life. And when you think about some, I'll give some example activations. Um, maybe I should use an activation specifically for a podcast. So um, 
I have, um, I wouldn't say she's a client, but she hired me to help her with the negotiation process. Uh, the, she has a podcast, a brand uh, pitched her, um, but in, in them pitching her, they were like, we need to know how much it would cost for us to, uh, you be a face of our brand. And she said, okay, I'm thinking of charging, you know, $7,000. And I said, $7,000 for uh, four months of work? I was like, no. I was like, you, I looked at the contract and I was like, mm, this is a lot that they're asking you for. And I said, she goes, okay, so what should I send them in my proposal? Because obviously they wanted a proposal from her. And I said, well, first off, you know, you really need to think about all of the different bonuses that you can give them. Look at what you have to offer to make yourself more valuable. Like they're only asking you for this, but let's throw your podcast in there. Let's tell them that over the course of the next four months, you're going to bring in want someone from the company to actually speak as a guest on your podcast. And let's talk about not just their product, but let's talk about a particular topic that goes with their product. So uh, this was a card, a new card that they were going to be advertising to business owners. So let's talk about why business owners need to have this type of card or why some of the benefits of using a card instead of just the product itself. Um, and so she was like, oh my God, yeah, that's a good idea. So we basically went from like 7,000 to, I think they ended up agreeing to like 25,000 or 26,000, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. This is someone who only has 18,000 followers on in, uh, Instagram. Um, and her podcast is, you know, still, it's, it's a very specific niche group of women. Um, but when she brought in speaker opportunities through her podcast, so that's an activation there is let's get one, someone from the company to come and speak on the podcast. Let's bring that brand to life through that. We're also going to run ads on that podcast um, or just like, you know, I like to call them commercial slots. I'm not sure what the terminology is for that. Um, as a podcaster, I want to do a full blown email campaign. Maybe if I have a blog that's attached to my podcast, I'd like to add something there, do a write up there. Those are four different unique activations that you can do. You could also do a live. As a podcaster, now I know right now, obviously with COVID-19, a lot of people are not doing, um, a lot of people are not doing actual physical events, but you could do an IG live. Uh, one of the brands, one of my highest pay, paid campaigns to date right now is basically an IG live experience where I'm interviewing different people and making a, a wine cocktail a signature wine cocktail. Um, but it was, it was, it's just an IG live, you know, and that's something that you could do with someone within the company. But of course, figuring out unique ways that you can make the experience even greater uh, for brands. And, and these days, brands love giveaways. You could do a giveaway through your podcast. Um, but all of these ideas are unique activations that you create and put together ideas that you have that you pitch to the brand, but it's bringing the brand to life. And to also add on to that, because you mentioned like, how do you make this a good experience for the audience? Um, think about what your audience wants. Um, audiences, they love money. They love honesty. They love uh, when you come to them and it doesn't feel like you're selling to them. So if you can create an experience 
where they get in your true honesty. They're getting some, some, some type of money or something that they think is going to be free. Um, and value, and value. If you can give that to them, your audience will certainly appreciate an activation like that. So you think about when you walk into an event and you get a bag that is filled with lots of goodies, um, or you go to a conference that's filled with loads and uh, loads and loads of knowledge and knowledge that comes from a sponsor. Or when you get those type of experiences, think about how you can create that through your podcast. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> Yeah, we we, we preaching the corporate. Oh my goodness gracious! I love it. Even you have me even thinking about okay, when I'm creating my activation, some certain things that I can do. And I noticed with the with the company that you're working with on Instagram with the drinks, I was peeping. I said, okay, I think something's going on here. I see it. It is. It is. I just haven't officially announced it. Um. That it, it was supposed to be in the month of August. And I was like, oh, I have so much going on in the month of August. So I'm going to have to do it in September. And they yeah. were completely okay with it. But I, so far, I believe that they're very impressed with everything that we've done thus far. Yes. Um, I, I'm, I'm a strong believer in set yourself up, you know, as a podcaster, as an influencer, as a creator, um, set yourself up to where whatever you do get paid, you still go above and beyond. Because yeah. some of the stuff that I'm doing, like they're paying me good money. But some of that was not even included in the agreement or in the contract. I'm just doing it because I truly love the brand. And I think that's what organically happens or naturally happens when you're pitching brands that you actually love. This is why don't go pitching brands where you're just looking at them. I'm just trying to collect a check. Because when you're working with a brand that you love, at that point, it's, it, it doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel like, oh my God, like, oh, I got to create another post today. Those captions, they difficult to come, with, come up with because it's truly a brand that I love and I don't mind giving 10 extra posts if I need to. And that's what keeps those brands coming back to continue working with you more and more and more. Awesome. Awesome. Really, really good value. Um, and I think people are going to walk away with so much more creativity on how to interact with these brands. So what are some ways to establish a long lasting relationship with these corporate sponsors? Great question. I'm so happy you asked. And I like, I, this is a I like to tell this story uh, when people ask me this question. Um, I had a company or a, or a nonprofit organization reached out to me in the last year and they wanted to um, they had this tour and they were like three weeks out before the tour started and I was like first off you got a whole tour planned out cities venues books and I'm like you're trying to get sponsors now three weeks I'm like first that is one way to not build a good relationship with brands three weeks out um, but they said, yeah, you know, Facebook was a sponsor last year and gave us $10,000. And I was like, really? So here was my next question to them. Did you guys send a follow-up email um, after that or a, a fulfillment report or, an, or a recap report? Did anybody have a meeting after the, the event took place to ensure that things went well? to try and get a renewal contract. Did you send them a thank you card? Did you take them to dinner? Any of that? Well, no. And I'm like, and you think Facebook is going to give you another $10,000 when there was no follow-up after the event 
to really say thank you for investing in us. Thank you for partnering with us. Thank you for, for, for believing in us. No. And I think that is the biggest, one of the biggest mistakes that sponsorship seekers make is they don't actually take the time to say, we appreciate you for standing by our side, for believing in us um, and investing in us. Also, here is our plans and our, our ideas for the next event or the next program. We'd love to get your input on it. And we'd also like to have you on board, especially if you felt that this first time was, this first one was successful. Do you see how great that is? Even throughout the year, like when um, I had a call with Google not too long ago and the lady said, I know they want something, but the fact that they just reach out to me to say how I'm doing, check on me, keep, keep me posted on things that they're doing, let me know that they know they're keeping up with everything that we're doing here at Google, just co co like continuing the conversation. Every now and again, send an email, say, hey, you know, I saw this article come up. I see you guys are doing well. That's awesome. Let's, let's, let's get on a call. Let's just chat. I don't want nothing. You have to stay in contact with these sponsors, especially if they've given you money before. You know, um, keep that relationship going. But always, like some, I was speaking with a good friend of mine that uh, works for a pretty big company, and she's a sponsorship decision maker. And she said, I have a group that they send me, they send me their, um, updates on things that they're doing every month, monthly. And I was like, wow, but you think about it. She was like, we have a, we have a long-term partnership agreement with them. And that's the reason why. So she was like, they, every month they give me an update. So if you are pitching as a podcaster, like a six month or a 12 month contract, don't just wait, don't let six months go by. And at the end of the contract, you're now trying to have a conversation. I think what you should be doing is saying, Hey, you know, um, see if you can create an affiliate link, some type of affiliate program or a special unique link for for um, if it's a brand that has a specific product and you could say, hey, this month we saw that we've had this many people click on the link from listening to that ad, that radio ad that I was just talking about, the Ray J, they have a specific code and they're like, if you use this code and they're able to track and see, is this working? Are we getting a, an ROI on this? So that is, that, that's how you continue to build the relationship. Sponsorships at the end of the day, it's all about relationship building. The ones who are great at building relationships and continuing, like nurturing and growing those relationships are the ones who do an extremely great job. And if you had one seed to plant, right? Like one more thing to say to the audience, it could be about anything, a life lesson that you live by or information that you think everyone should know. What would that thing be? Hmm. Hmm. God, I've... Okay. This would be the one thing, and um, I'm going to keep it brief, but I'm really a strong believer in this, and I think that this is the year, like, I've always said it, but I think this year is the year where I've, it, it like, it hit so hard, like, it just, just became so real for me, but I think that everyone should use every 
single gift. Every single gift. Every last one of those gifts. Like, those gifts, like, you are one individual, but God, when the Bible talks about abundance, I feel like he's like, well, the way you get to that abundance is through you, the vessel that is like a tree that has these many gifts and you have to nurture the seeds of those gifts that he's giving you. Um, and I feel like I was a person that knew I had a lot of gifts and, and, and wonderful gifts and talents, but I wasn't being a good steward of all of them. I wasn't nurturing all of them. And so I think that it is so important if I had to like just leave one thing that one thing would be to use all of your gifts because the true way to experiencing and living in abundance is those gifts making way for you. And that is a biblical statement. It is truth to it. Um, that is it. You, the one vessel that God has planted here on this earth, using all of your gifts and it just be that tree just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So that, that would be the one thing that I would leave. I'd say, um, yeah, that was amazing because that has literally been the lesson for me this year. I got a whole podcast on that, but definitely, um, that's such an amazing lesson. And tell us where can we connect with you? So people are like, oh my God, like, I love Jessica. Where can I connect with her? Yes, yes. So, okay, follow me on Instagram. You know, that's like everybody's place. Connect with me there. Um, I also have a uh, Instagram page for the sponsorship lady. I'm working on some things there, but I still talk about sponsorships on at Jessica Chinielu. Um, you can also visit my website. I got a new website coming out soon. Not <laughs> there, um, but it's JessicaChinielu.com. And you know, if you just tap email on my Instagram bio, you're always welcome to shoot me an email. Now it takes me sometimes three to five days to get to your email, but um, I do like to respond to emails. Even shoot me a DM, and I really do try to respond to all DMs. So yeah, that's how you can connect with me. Awesome. And what about your course? Just share them a little bit about your. Oh, yes, yes. So I have the Sponsored and Secured course. I used to call it Sold Out Sponsored and Secured, but I changed it to just really focus on um, being your securing sponsorships. Um, but it is an eight week program that literally walks you through this five, five phase sales strategy that I mentioned earlier during the podcast. And I mean, it's Step one, step two, step three, step four, step five. By the time you walk out of there, um, you should have developed, you know, your activations, uh, developed, you know, your own unique custom proposal, um, you know, found some contacts for brands, actually pitched to brands, and hopefully actually secure sponsorships. Now, obviously, with securing sponsorships, you know, it's very different for everyone. Um, and it's it's crazy because you know during unfortunately due to COVID nineteen I had so many people that had different things planned and then they just kind of had to change change it up a lot um, and everyone is not down for this whole virtual thing so they're like you know I'm just gonna postpone to 2021 which is fine but you know that's my course um and you can click the link in my bio at um on my Instagram page and that'll take you directly to my course. 
Amazing. Thank you so much, Jessica, for coming on the podcast. This has been so good. So much. Like I enjoyed this conversation. So thank you everyone who was listening. Thank you so much, Jessica, for being on. And I will speak to you on another episode. Bye. All right. Bye. See you.